0: Episode of Over the bridge podcast UK. We are four black and mixed race graduates who graduated the union of Cambridge a little while ago. We we're in our mid 20s and uh, we just late of, 20s. I I'm
1: in, I'm in my late 20s. Well, man, you
0: speak for a, yourself. I'm old. You I'm, a, I'm a baby boy. But, yeah, the four of us just kind of met each other at university and we put this podcast together and um, just to sort of talk about things that matter to us, things that matter to our community and sort of, you know, we're all learning together in this process. Um, yeah. How is everyone, man? Everyone good?
1: Yeah, man. i it
0: good. good, man. Good it's sweet up. as a nut, isn't it? Sweet yeah. as <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. a nut, mate. I'm it's good, been man. Normal, i good, normal, normal
2: Thursday evening, you know. It's standard. standard, nothing big, yeah. nothing crazy happens. Wow. <laughs> Chocolate tears out here, cheers. Yeah. Yeah. but um, yeah.
0: What, what we want to talk about today and get into is this topic of um of cultural appropriation, right? And sort of this this idea that you know certain people own a culture, um, and other people sort of. Take from that culture And appropriate One of the examples That comes to mind Which is semi-recent now Is the um, Jamie Oliver It's jerk rice And I remember Just going on online And just seeing This jerk rice gate Man there was like a flood
1: Do you know what, I kind of missed The whole furore Like obviously I, I, I knew what had happened But I didn't see Like all the or the anger I, oh. I noticed there was one um black female mp that called him out on it and then they all started attacking her yeah and that's when yeah, i just yeah, kind of switched off i was like it's just this nonsense again I think it was dawn butler i think yeah dawn that butler. was the one yeah look she she, there. Is she? Huh? Uh, she brent brent, brent. yeah, okay. brent. yeah. yeah. Well, it was a lot I was of vitriol for up. her yeah do you know what do you know i saw someone pulled up a picture of her at an asian wedding and they're like oh it's talking about cultural appropriation and look at her no and it's like come on guys anyway um yeah, I, I kind of missed
2: it but. Same, same Actually, I only caught I caught the comedic side of things I, I caught all the memes I caught the, like, the little videos 100% But I think I caught yeah. the best bit in it Because Rather that than being angry And seeing all mm-hmm. the You, you see know.
3: The, the female comedian That called up uh, a Caribbean restaurant yeah, and oh, right. And I ordered some jerk rice And the, the Uncles. The uncle Uncle was like You weren't having it Was like mm, can get you jerk chicken Jerk pork Jerk fish But jerk rice Just like what Jamie Oliver said I can get jerk <laughs> rice and like, oh, yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know who Jamie Oliver is But at this restaurant We do not do jerk rice
1: So for, for the listeners That are slightly uninitiated Jerk rice is something That just doesn't exist It's not like even a, a, thing, bro. It's it's a, not a thing It's not a thing It's like having I don't know Um Non-existent, an bro. S- it's like sweet and sour sesame toast. Like it's not prawn toast. It's not. You can't just mix two random things together. Maybe that was a bad example. Suppose. Yeah, because it it sometimes be some people try it, and yeah. then it might, you know, might bang. But, but no. yeah, jerk jerk rice is jerk is a marinade that um that you use primarily to to marinate meat, um, chicken, pork, fish. I mean, people have even started jerking tofu. Uh, I heard a lobster. And, and jackfruit as well. Jackfruit. Yeah, so jackfruit. I heard someone jackfruit try lobster, lobster yeah. bro. It's like the vegan substitute. Because people people use it as a substitute. Yeah, they try term. to say
2: similar to like pulled pork. because it's yeah, stringy. Yeah, it's stringy. It's yeah. stringy. But anyway,
1: um, what <laughs> they definitely true, really. <laughs> doesn't... I mean, in the canon, like we're speaking strictly like the Caribbean cuisine canon, jerk rice is not a thing. Um, but, you know, like Caribbean food has become... Was is definitely broken into the mainstream in the last 10 years. So um, restaurants actually. Um, year? Yeah, like obviously my parents had their restaurant, um, Caribbean scene, big up Caribbean scene, Authentic. OGs in the game. And then, you know, you had, I mean, Cotton's have been in it for a long time. Yeah, I love Cotton's, I mean, I, I used to love going to Cotton's. And then you have th- these other establishments that aren't, strictly speaking, um, you know, they're not Caribbean um they're not really Caribbean-owned or they're not um, Caribbean-led. Um, I don't know if I should be naming names, but you know what?
2: We, all, we Bay, all know what we're talking about, man.
0: Turtle Bay is one of them. Um, <sighs> I saw someone called Jamie Oliver just the Turtle Bay.
2: Was like, the, the Turtle Bay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean... I like that.
1: But, <laughs> th- like, this thing of, like, um, mis- misconstruing and um, kind of... almost It almost seems deliberate, like, this deliberate kind of rehashing of caribbean food um and it's happened with west african food as well like jimmy oliver tried his hand at jollof once uh, um, oh like, yeah do you remember that yeah i remember um, that. yeah no like um he made his own version of jollof jollof i think it, it was, was one was a, it was watery rice
2: and stew thing like yeah, insulting, insulting. Yeah. and then there
1: was the, the other the um insult. there was the guy i can't remember his name now um but he did something for norse stock cubes and basically he tried to make Jamaican uh, rice and peas and chicken with a I north the garden tube. green peas. In and it. What was the rice and peas made out of? It was plain it was, rice and it was green plain rice and green peas, garden oh, peas. So, yeah, this this isn't for me. It's not really new, and it's part part of the reason why I just kind of this kind of passed me by the jerk rice thing because it's like, but um, as someone that loves Caribbean food, whose whose parents mm. own a Caribbean restaurant, it bang, is, bang. it's it's very very irritating, and it's more than just like you're cooking our food wrong. Um, it's a misrepresentation of our culture, which I have an issue with and mm. why I feel like, you know, um, this isn't just, you know, it's just fun and games. Oh, Jamie Oliver's just making jerk rice. He's just trying to make it more accessible. No, you are not taking the time to research what you're doing and you're misrepresenting our cuisine. And there's so much misunderstanding about our culture and our cuisine already, mm. um, in uh, specifically in the UK. Cause let's not forget, you know, we've had Notting Hill Carnival recently you have a lot of people like, oh, I don't understand the point of Notting Hill Carnival. People don't, obviously don't know the importance of um, Notting Hill to the black British population. So all of this is, for me, it's all ties together. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what you guys think though. So,
0: yeah. So I guess, I guess I'm in a mind frame where perhaps, perhaps people have, um, people misinterpret that the anger mm. that comes with cultural appropriation. I think, yeah. And think that people are getting angry about stupid stuff. Mm. Like, and one thing that I'm conscious of is people being like, oh my God, like, is that what cultural appropriation is? Are people angry about rice? Like, is it, is it that lame? Because mm. like, why, what's this obsession over like rice? Mm. And I don't like, because I care so much about the misuse of culture mm. and I guess like taking, taking something that is not mm. yours mm. and mm. saying like, well, this is what it is now. Um, I don't want people to hear us getting angry about like rice, different types of rice. Yeah, mm. and being be like, they're angry about nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Of course Like it's, it's That's just a very Very reductive way Of looking at the situation mm. What we're upset about Is not that Jamie Oliver's made Some bastard rice I don't care that He's made some He can make whatever Rice he likes But the fact that To be honest There's the other Argument as well That jerk hasn't Kind of been trademarked As a specifically Jamaican yeah, thing. Like when That's You know that you have
3: Like um like champagne has to be made in the region. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's something and like that, that, that
1: should be protected it. as yeah. part of our cultural heritage. Um, but I don't care whatever rice he chooses to make, whatever rice he chooses to spit over when he cooks, I don't care, man. I don't mind. But it's the 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 branding of it as jerk rice. Have some of this, you know, Caribbean jerk rice or Jamaican jerk rice. It's like Do you know what on, I man. Think this, is, is, what not, I this think... is not our food. And um, the thing is, when I'm sure like if this was other cultures, people will take issue with it. Like you remember when Gordon Ramsay made that um that pad thai for that um that yeah, Thai yeah, yeah. chef, and, was and he like, was like, "This is not pad thai. Pad thai is supposed to be sweet and spicy." Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there is like it's not just black people that get irritated mm-hmm. and angered by these kind of mm-hmm. things. Do you like, know
3: what it is, is? Is is the and sometimes I think this is at the center of of culture appropriation. It just seems to be like the level of ignorance. It's mm-hmm. like Jamie Oliver is. He's upset a lot of people obviously Even before this Remember the school the school meals He completely You know Kicked that over the can Many years ago And <laughs> changed the meals But like, like, chips back, to the, back to the
2: I like to say his heart Was in the right place But yeah man, man yeah. I fucked up my whole yeah, man, <laughs> My whole <laughs> dinners, <laughs> man. But it's
1: just it's just. It I, I don't even think his heart man. Was
3: really in the yeah, right place But he just wanted a bit of coin Perhaps from doing that And you know Oh Jules I've made an extra million From selling more books Because I've cancelled School meal dinners You know whatever But I think Um It just seems to be the ignorance at hand. It's just like, listen, all right, if you want to go and create um, something, can you not at least like consult people that are not experts, people who are authentic, who have been doing this for millennia or how how long? Mm. Put them on.
1: Like put on, like these people, like, you know, they've been making this food for how long? Why can't you bring them in? That's the
2: thing that like, you never have an incentive to like, his incentive is money. Mm. Motivated. he knows okay cool I got the name I'm going to take the a brand that's well established and that might sound a bit ooh a bit exotic yeah. like for my mm. mainly middle class white audience whatever to take mm. to and then I'm going to get the coin off it he has no incentive yeah. in the capitalist system to yeah. say so no let one, me it's bring true, in true
1: but surely his reputation is at stake
2: but his reputation I to who though? Some people yeah, to, have yeah. gone too
1: clear yeah. to
3: have their
2: reputation. And not just that, but his his core yeah. audience or the people his core consumers aren't yeah. going to be black people. That's yeah. the thing it's like so, the
3: people the people that watch his shows and read his, his cookbooks are the same people that will read a cookbook made by Rick Stein, Delia Smith, Nigella Lawson, those kind of. Do you know what I mean, that's mm. the that's the that's that's his core audience. Mm. Do you mm. know what I mean? And um, it's like when I see these other um, chefs, as it were. Like, especially one of the, the chefs I like is, is Rick Stein, at least to my knowledge, anyway, because he actually goes to somewhere and he mm. will talk about... Like Anthony, Anthony
1: Bourdain as well. Yeah, a, yeah. You know, they go
3: to different places and, and they, they, they pay homage and say, mm, this yeah. is how they do it. I'm going to try and make it in their style. Mm. You know, I might chuck in something a little bit different if the ingredients aren't easily available. But, yeah. you know, and they might have tried and appropriated something. But, you know, as it stands today or as of recent, recent times, you have Jamie Oliver making something but Which yeah, is completely left I think that fear. is
1: for me that's the difference between appreciation and appropriation mm. like you said the, the, Rick Stein and Anthony Bourdain when they do their thing they go to where wherever it is you know that, that birth, that food and they'll pay homage whereas what we are having here with someone like Jamie Oliver and I wish I could remember the name of that guy that did the um the the rice and peas and chicken the Jamaican recipes and, and chicken it was like a Stock cube um advert black plug Oh, Those,
3: is it Marco Pierre White? That's it, Marco
1: Pierre White. Oh him, yeah. yeah. Those guys, you know that they did no research. That's flag number one. Um, they haven't spoken to the people. What they've also done is spoken for them, like because I remember Marco Pierre White was like, yeah. Whenever I used to go to Jamaica, the locals would make me this. Yeah. Never make you anything that looks remotely like that. Oh, yeah, so not please. only have you, not only, <laughs> not only have you decided to start cooking their
0: food. You're, you're now saying that this is the food that they make for you when okay. you go there. Your so educ is miseducation right there, yeah. as well. Mm. So scenario: I decide to open, I don't know, a pie and mash shop. Am mm. I culturally appropriating?
3: Wait, who's gonna go to your? Who's gonna go? I don't know.
0: People That's the might question.
3: No, nah, listen, like, all right. So who's good? So this is the thing, yeah. Like. So, so I heard someone make this kind of point. If I try and make a Chinese, mm. people and you know, and people say, Oh, where's your staff? And then they all happen to be black, people be like, what, you're making a Chinese restaurant? How does that actually work? Mm. and I don't think people will necessarily be convinced. Mm. At, people be like, this ain't authentic. authentic. Do you yep. know what I mean? Like if you if, if I say to you, Abelau, oh, you got a pie my shop, give me two and two, do you know what I'm even talking about? No. That's you pa- do. Yeah, but that's the thing. No, that's, that's you know, you yeah. say- Talking to Tommy Dyer here. Like Tommy this is Dyer Tommy like. Dyer, man. No, no, but do, do yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's like there, there needs to be, <laughs> like I, I think with these two. things, oh, yeah. Yeah. sorry. Two that, no, like, that, sounds, that,
2: sounds that sounds order. like a drug reference. Like, oh, you two, and like, like, yeah. Yeah. two and two, and two and three, we go order like pie, mash
3: and liquor, you know, that kind of thing. But um, yeah, two for two. But yeah, no, but it's like, it's like I understand where you're coming from, but it's like, there will definitely be a question of authenticity. And and I think to- for the people that are of Jamie Oliver's core um fan base, you let's let's think about the product he made it in. He made it um like a kind of Uncle Ben's style two minute rice mm. or whatever it was, right? mm. like, Um, let's be honest, who's buying that kind of two minute rice? Do you know what I mean? But because surely
0: all he's doing, yeah, and this is the other side of the argument, is all that he's doing is taking taking something that he knows is gonna sell. He's just being a good businessman. Profit mm. motive B. Like What's the, what's the, what's the, what's so bad about being a good businessman? I, nah, so I can see you're okay. playing,
1: playing devil's advocate. Phila, so, um, the devil don't need
0: no advocate. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> for me,
1: like your, your example of like you starting off for pie and or like aside from that being just like so funny in my mind, um, <laughs> for me, the, the situation is slightly different. Yeah. Because, um, and this is, this is the issue when it comes with um, um, appropriation, especially of cultures that are, um, in inverted commerce subaltern, i.e., they are not part of the hegemonic structure. Yeah, like, yeah, they're not. Basically, they are not in the the powerful mainstream. Yeah. Um. Because pyamash, right? Pyamash is in this country. People know what pyamash is. Uh, and even if you, even if people don't know what pyamash is, there is enough resources and enough pyamash shops. I mean, there's not many that are still around now. Like the old Eastern End is kind of evaporated. But that history is there. Like, mm. it's not it's not been done in such a way yeah, that yeah. it's erased what was there before. Okay. But I see, I see when, when when, when, the shoe's on the other foot, yeah. when it's our culture that's being appropriated, it's because people are speaking for us. And that's what I have an issue. That's what I have an issue so with. Can
0: I ask you something? Yeah. Who owns the culture? Like, the, how... When you say our culture, mm-hmm. who are the... Who's the gatekeeper? Like, how... Who, mm. Who's... How do you own a culture? It's a good question. What I would say is
1: one thing, the one thing that I would say is um, even though we may not be able to think about who definitely owns a culture, we know who doesn't own the culture. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. If you don't know how to cook the food, then surely you don't have a saying, you know, what, like, you can't now say, oh, I've created this new thing. Like, I've created jerk rice. It's a, it's a, like, no, nobody eats that. Do yeah. You know what I mean? That's
2: an interesting, I mean, I think that's partic- in this particular case with, who do you actually go to, who's an authority in the culture that you can actually get, I don't know, the sign of approval yeah. for essentially yeah, is, is a difficult one. I think in this particular scenario, um, because they had a lot of people on Channel 4 and what have you speaking about it and Levi Roots oh, is yeah, one of the, yeah, the dons on it, right? Mm. And people have their own feelings towards Levi Roots and how authentic his food is and what, mm-hmm. what have you. I know there's debates around that, but he actually said in the interview, like I actually sat down and talked Jamie Oliver how to make jerk right. chicken or jerk whatever kind of food okay so, it uh, so is there a thing where he's unaware mm. or he just like blissfully just like I just okay just chose f- to. I chose not to do like, it just it, on. A-
1: for, for me like in all of this discussion one thing I'll say is people can make whatever it is they like like I don't I don't really mind I don't really care and to be honest like I said with the jerk rice thing it passed me by because it's like it's just another instance of, of that happening mm. I don't have a problem necessarily With the individual cases of cultural appropriation But I have a, an is issue with the, the the culture of cultural appropriation okay, Let's talk about it I have an issue with um, the need And the desire to consistently overwrite um, People's narratives And people's mm. lived experiences And mm. people's cultures Especially when you've not taken any real um, Any real not made any real attempt to actually understand that culture because hmm. the people that are now lapping up jerk rice, I'm telling you, there's going to be a massive overlap with people that are complaining about Notting Hill Carnival,
3: and that's what I have an issue <laughs> with. No, so you, know, mean, you know, you know, somebody once said to me, This reminds me of a quote that somebody once said that, um, people like the black experience. I was Apart gonna go, was gonna go from right to that, black people oh, yeah. being black or mm-hmm. being around black mm-hmm. people. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Actually. One of the funniest, um things that I saw and one of the the things that always makes me laugh is when um, there's a mixed race kid, dad is black, the mum is white. Then the mum suddenly at some point complains, I don't know how to deal with mixed race hair. And it's like, you surely should have thought about all of these things, Mm. assuming it was wanted and planned and you know what I mean? But you should have thought about all of these things as opposed to now having to deal with in what in, is in your mind unintended consequences of now actually entering into some quite literally entering into someone's culture okay. and it's like we see it time and time again people love to pick and choose and mm. pick and choose and it happens
1: all the like time they want the mixed race baby with the soft curls but when the baby actually comes up with thicker afro hair no. it's like oh i don't know what to do with this yeah so yeah. when my
0: mom cooks okay so my dad's asian yeah mm. and my mom Throughout my whole life I've had the most interesting food Yeah Because My mum will try and cook Like pilau rice And mm-hmm. curries and stuff That mm-hmm. is more from my dad's culture mm-hmm. Because that's what he ate Growing up mm-hmm. um, Is she Appropriating? Like um, Or is she just cooking food? Mm, that's a good question
2: um, Is she trying to- if, Is it only appropriation If there's a Commercial okay. Element to it Like I, if you're yeah. selling something and there's a financial return i don't don't think
0: be appreciating food for food for me like it's not
1: it's not a black and white thing like this is appropriation and this isn't appropriation what i think is important to analyze is people's intentions for doing x y and z and the the result of their appropriation slash appreciation right Mm. so if the result of what you're doing, i.e., getting involved in a culture, is that you are no more clued up on that culture than the very superficial thing that you're appropriating. Then there's an issue. Mm. Or if the result is that you get plaudits over the people that birthed that culture right. or um, who created that movement or whatever, then there's an issue. That's you know what I mean. It's not for me. It's not. It's not easy. None of these things are ever really easily like black and white like mm. this and that. Mm-hmm. But you have to and like in your mom's case. She's cooking for her husband, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, you know, he, she's trying to make foods that he likes. He's not, she's not doing it because she, you know, wants to be cool. Or mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think she will go up into your, your, um, your dad's family and be like, look, yeah, look, I'm going to show you how lo- you like you know to cook. <laughs> go on, gather around. I've done it better. Now. And so th- that for me is the, um, that's the essence of cultural appropriation in the, in the negative sense. Mm. It's like, you know, I'm gonna do it my way. I'm not gonna to listen to the, the originators of this culture. I'm not gonna to listen to the originators of this movement. I'm gonna just do it how I think it's done and then reap the plaudits, reap the benefits. Mm. Cause yeah, like like you were saying, like um there is that like, the kind of capitalistic element of it, but it's not it's not all the time that there is a capitalistic element. Sometimes it's just, you know, um it's sometimes it's just plaudits, sometimes it's just kudos, sometimes it's just social media fame. Do you see what I mean?
2: I think that all still boils down to Yeah, I do, I do think there is and... some
3: kind of um,
2: Don't my know, point is,
1: view doesn't, view there view. doesn't have to be a direct profit motive for me, at least, for it to mm. be, yeah. No, I, I agree
3: with that, but yeah. I, do, I do think a lot of the time there is some kind of profit motive, even if mm. it isn't necessarily a monetary one, mm. it's this kind of brand personal benefit, like, yeah. brand, yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, kind agree, of, was, I mean, do you know, there, there is yeah, a yeah, so, the
0: standard yeah. Scenario, the standard okay, scenario bro. of white girls at festivals putting on bindies, putting on headdresses yeah. from like Native American culture yeah. and just getting dragged like for doing so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've seen people come back to that and defend themselves yeah. by saying I'm just enjoying the way that that looks. No, mm. but you
3: have to, that's the thing. There's a, it's, 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 I, like I said earlier, I think it's an ignorance thing for you to be wearing something which somebody will, will recognize as a sanctimonious. Can be quite insulting, do you know what I mean? People wearing bindis at festivals and getting it cleared up in mud and these kind of things. There's an element of this, there's an element of, of disrespect there, I think. Mm. And I think that's another part of cultural appropriation, not just the profit mode, but the sheer ignorance and disrespect that comes mm. with that. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The the notion of making um jerk rice when it isn't in the canon. Do you know what I mean? Man could have made some jerk some jerk meat with rice that mm. somehow is a two-minute thing and I mean that was I don't know if it would have even got a pass for that, but at least it would've you know, at least it would have been included in the canon. But it's just yeah, I mean we, we we see this all the time and it's just it's just sometimes you're just like, please spare me, but And and
1: the thing mm. is with cultural appropriation as well, um, for me the proof is always in the pudding when it comes to the people's intentions, right? So let's say somebody does something that's like arguably because it's never, like I said, it's never black and white. Let's say someone does something that's like, arguably like this could be seen as cultural appropriation. If they turn around and say, well, do you know what? I don't owe you anything. Or, you know, I'm just being me. I'm just expressing myself. That tells you everything that you need to know. Because yeah, that person never uh, respected the culture in the first I, place. I've got a question. Because if the originators of that culture are saying, I have an issue with this and you're turning around on them, giving them, um, I just like giving it what for back, like you are sort you back. That
3: shows that you never, you never respected them in the first place. Mm. I got, I got a question. Um, Chicken shop date, mm. culture appropriation oh. or not? Discuss. Um, it's a sticky ooh. one still. i
1: no. <laughs> I let you lot have your. I'll I'll say I'll say what I'm gonna say. So for me, yeah,
0: I didn't actually know about it until very recently. The only reason I found out about it was because of the big nasty show. I mm. didn't even know any. I'd never heard of this girl in my life, and of what I started thinking about was, is like the is that a culture like the culture of black people being in chicken shop? Is that like, is that a culture? I'd argue that... so. It's culture, so, yeah. bro. It's yeah. culture, yeah.
1: Like, the Cause... thing is with culture, like, it shouldn't be like this thing of, oh, it's lowbrow, so can we really call that culture? Culture is just basically whatever humans, whatever patterns that you notice in human behaviour. So whether it's we recognise it as something like, you know, going to the opera or going to a chicken shop, they're both, like, you could argue that they're at, at opposite ends of a spectrum, but yeah. they're both, to me, they're culture. 100%. Mm. Yeah, I'd agree. Because
0: then that brings to my mind, like, why is it that the person who's blown for that, well, obviously, you have like, yes. Pengo's Munch. I think that's how we even started this podcast, you know, we're having a debate on Twitter about chicken shop guy Pengo's Munch, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> All right.
1: So I, I, I guess it's kind of like almost like an inside discussion, but... Yeah, the the idea for this podcast, which was like about a year and a half ago now, um came from we were having like a debate on Twitter about Pengis Munch and his chicken shop reviews mm. and whether it's pandering to the white gays.
0: Yeah. But now now it's the other way. Now we're talking about what's her name, Emilio? yeah, yeah. 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 Do you know what it is? I,
3: I, like if you're on South, you know that Morley's is an institu- it is an institution. I, I didn't try Morley's until I was 24, 25. I didn't go. I mean, I Shout went South, South, but when <laughs> I tried Morley's for the... I've been there's, South, yeah, There's but- one Morley's in East. Do you know that? Yeah, Where? Yeah, yeah. In, uh, Himes Park, mm-hmm. in Himes Park, E4. There's a Morley's in Himes Park? It's a bit too oh, far right. from my neck of the woods. Uh, I shopped on a... Uh, is, is it? Four, yeah, four, yeah. yeah, like Chingford said. Oh, Ron, right, that's Queen. I'm like, going like to check it out, you know.
2: Hyams South Park, yeah.
3: Where is it? Near the station? I might go tonight still.
1: It's it's nearest the station It is nearest the station See
3: And this is is another thing as well It's like We spoke about profit motive Like Amelia Saw that there was an opportunity To Hmm. go and monetize Hmm. Rightly or wrongly Respecting the culture or not Hmm. She monetized the opportunity And then it begs the question of Do we monetize our own opportunities? Like I remember in the first season Do we own our own masters? That's a wider discussion to yeah. safeguard do you know what i mean if i try and make parmesan mm. parmesan cheese and sell it in sainsbury's and some italian person finds out i'm gonna be like raw this ain't even got the, the you that's, know that's, okay that's, that's okay shot. i hear what
1: you're saying tom i hear what you're saying but what i would say to this is two things right one um for a brief like um emilia to get signed off the fact that she's a white girl a okay. bumbling white girl in a black space is what sells it in the I first wait, place. But in terms
2: of signed off, what do you mean? Because I like, say it's her own platform. It's not like under it's YouTube, Vice or I under whatever. Oh, really? Yeah, it's I, it's I thought was under Vice. She works for Vice, but this is her own separate oh. thing. This is her own. Is her own. But, okay. I don't know where she gets
1: funding
0: from or support the from. Things, or I'm
2: sure she's leveraged her position at Vice in the sense that she has, mm. would have networked with artists. The thing is, thing.
0: But what's the problem with you using your if she's got that network, what's the problem? Like, yeah,
1: well, yeah. in that case, I don't think there's necessarily a problem with that. Um, what I do find worrying, though, like Tom was saying, is that this is the thing that will get the attraction and the, and the, and the traction mm. um, and build up a viewership over, like, one of our own doing it. But I think the very fact of the mm. matter is, is that it is a white girl in, like, a very, like, black or urban yeah. space. Mm-hmm, she's, mm-hmm. like... Clearly, playing on that kind of juxtaposition, yeah, somebody, yeah. and that's why it's interesting to watch. That's that's very yeah, true. true. But then who but you, got, who's ha- at for at that stage? But we've thing? got to analyze why we why we find that so fascinating. Do you know what it is? Because so I, I
2: mean, it's like a fish out of water, and I, in I watch
3: car. I watch Chicken Shop Day, and I mean I, I I watch it, and it's like it's very fascinating to see. Like your artists, Grime rap artists, artists from the UK come, mm. and she plays like a very deadpan character mm, mm. in a place which is like. I would say institutionally, but very friendly. Do you know what I mean? You've got mm. your mates for two and two and you get a Miranda. Mm. Hopefully the sugar tax hasn't got that yet. But you, mm-hmm. you know, you enjoy yourself in a, a place. where you've you've had a night out. You come and get your chicken and chips and then you go. But she just plays mm. a... Com- it's like she's playing a completely out of character. And she mm. knows she's mm. this mm. like white middle-class girl mm. interviewing all these artists. Mm. And actually someone called um, ZZ Mills, mm. who does our own show, um, kind of like a Wendy Williams format, complained and said, ah, oh. oh, you know, let us um let, let us black like, people have a chance. And then Giggs was like, I don't know what um ZZ. Yeah, yeah, talking yeah. game. And then a, Amelia came back and said, I, I understand that, you know, white privilege exists. Don't misquote me, because it's roughly what she said. Mm. You know, I understand white privilege exists, but I've been doing this for years. This is my platform that I created. I think which is, is kind of true. But it's just
1: mm. But she yeah. but she says, Oh, I understand that white privilege exists. But also, surely if you understand that white privilege exists, surely you can understand. The problematic nature of yourself as a white woman—it's almost like a hood safari—and that's what I kind of take issue with. Like I'm here, like in the same in the in in the same way that Vice does this thing where they just like do these documentaries when they plonk plonk the whitest people in like I don't know, like an indigenous space or like, and they're just like, whoa, like this is so crazy, man, and like look at all the natives like just running around. Was, like, mm. ah. It's the same, like so. If she understands white privilege, surely she can understand why the nuanced reason why that is problematic. Like, like, Mm, mm, you know me, like, mm. I always say, get how you live, yeah? Like, do, but like, if you, (laughs) that's how you want to make your money, that's how you want to make your money. But that doesn't mean that you're not open up to critique now. Like, like, and for me, like, that to me is just like, it's a hood safari. Like, I'm this deadpan white girl, like doing like this reporting, like kind of interviewing thing in, in a chicken shop. Like, why, why, like you have to ask yourself, why is that, you know, what, why is that funny? Why knows, I, why I is think, that something that's gonna
0: is, is, it, is it um is it because she's white? Of course. I, I think
1: course. people
3: are. I think people are fascinated by just different cultures and different classes and whatever. And and when those two things come together, it's a quite a, it's quite a sight to see. And you're like, when I first saw it, I was like, is this actually real? Because it's just yeah. it's a very surreal thing to see. And so when you get someone else trying to do something, mm. you're like.
2: Yeah. Okay, you, do you I, know what I mean I you're gonna tune in and you. be like,
3: this is this actually real? Does this make any sense? I kinda hear you me. on this. Though?
2: I kinda hear you on this It's too. the whole irony thing, hipsters love that shit. It's yeah, like yeah. But it, for, for me it's yeah. like
1: it's 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 I hear what both of you both of you are saying. Um it's a bit of a grey area because I like the fact that in London, right? Well not that I like it, but I find it very interesting how in London you can have two people that belong to two different social classes. Mm different um, ethnicities mm-hmm. and their experience of London will be completely yep. different. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Th- almost to the point where it's like they're living in a corridor mm. um, as they go about their life in London that, it, like, it's rare it's that like these, a will ever, yeah. ever, It's a parallel universe, Other than, I remember bro. when, um, than, like, I, remember when um, I had, like, I, I remember I used to kind of not like having birthday parties um, when I was younger because it meant that, like, my cousins and that would mix with my school friends. My school friends all went to private schools. My cousins, you know, like, you know, just like went state schools and whatever, like, and the way that they socialized and the way that they behave was very, very different. Mm. And I didn't, at the time I didn't like it cause it just like, it just brought about issues and clashes and stuff like that. Um, and then like throughout my life, I used to like sort of notice how like you can live in London and lead com- two completely different lifestyles. Like even like in my orchestra, cause we had people that went to state schools then and people that went to like the top private schools. And like, it was weird when those groups mixed, you really notice how different like lifestyles could be. Yeah. So I can understand, Tom, what you're saying, that this 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 thing of like plonking or like um intersecting two like lived experiences is, is interesting. Um but what Quakey was saying about it, like just being kind of like this kind of irony thing, I don't I don't like the irony. And the reason I don't like the irony is because it's very, very um, it's very, very capricious. It's very, very flippant. Ooh. The way that I've seen middle class white people interact with things that are Urban in inverted commas or black, it's very very like. Appetite about it. Not they look down on it. They 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 enjoy it in a very ironic way. In the same way that Miley Cyrus, right? She enjoyed her little stint in hip hop, and then Mm. as soon as she was done with it, she discarded it like a mad thing. And and that's what I have. You know the
3: the maddest thing about that one, yeah, the whole Miley Cyrus thing, and I I completely agree is that her dad is um, what's it, Billy Billy Joe or Billy Ray Ray Cyrus? Cyrus, Billy Ray Cyrus. This guy's doing grand old Opry, which is like. that's like, there's this, it's like a forum for like the best country um oh. acts in the US. And they go to great. It's like, once you mm. made it as a country singer, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, invited. Yeah. To, I forget if it's in Nashville or wherever, yeah. forgive me, but like you get, in, you know what I mean? She's esteemed in country music and you want to try something. And then when it doesn't bang, you're like, nah, sorry, I'm out of here. And I, f- I find this a lot of the time. One of the other things that sometimes gets on my nerves mm. um, and sometimes, because again, there are some exceptions, white people in hip hop, mm. like white, Not necessarily on the production side, because that we don't really see, but artists, Mm. like it kind of gets on my nerves, especially if they're trying to appropriate the culture or or furthermore, pay no homage to the people that have come before them. It's a long long
2: history of that. That's the thing. Even Uh, prior to hip hop, blues, jazz. Jazz, jazz, yeah. yeah. But for me, it's like, it's this thing of like, Mm.
1: they will say that they appreciate the culture. Sam Smith is another one as well. They will say that they appreciate the culture and this, that and the other, but when it actually when like when the going actually gets tough when it's actually time to be about that life and talk the talk and walk the walk they're lacking they're lacking like when Sam Smith was like I can't believe racism exists like come, it's on, like, on, bro. come on cause like you live in London you live <laughs> this in London is, this, this is you've off. been you've been singing like a like a um like canary bro singing like a canary beat <laughs> and suddenly you, you you're only now just getting into the black experience and like mm. so my whole argument for the whole of this is like cultural appropriation is not black and white um, but it's definitely very much for me like it's um, an attitudinal and it's a stance thing and it's an intentions thing um, and what I don't appreciate is just buying into a culture because it's like cool or it's easy and then when 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 the height wears off then you just I'm done with it mm. that's mm. what I have an
0: issue mm. with mm. I, I guess for me yeah one of the things that I've heard a lot of people mention on the whole cultural appropriation topic mm-hmm. is because we live in a like a big city like London, mm. like a global city, a multicultural city, mm. are people really appropriating if they've grown up around the same the same people that we're saying that they're appropriating from? They can be, Ooh. yeah,
1: for the same reasons that I've said. To be honest, for me, it's like, like
3: all right. Put it this way, yeah. I see where you're coming from with this. Let's let's say, yeah, um, there's an area, I like like Tottenham for example, mm-hmm. where there's lots of Ghanaians for example, yeah, yeah? like it, this is. Well-known fact, and if you don't know now, you're knowing it. But, mm. all right, so there's a class full of um, black kids in Tottenham, for example, yeah? A couple of white kids who have all their life, they've grown up around their black friends, their Ghanaian friends. I so mean, mm. they probably even have learned to speak Chi, a couple words here, or Garfantia or whatever, have you, yeah? Does that still, when the kids might be talking and might be saying some language which we deem to be derogatory, it's mm. like still give them the right to say that just because their lived experiences being with black people i don't think it does yeah. well the thing is if they genuinely
1: respect the culture that they have bought into then they will know what to yeah, say yeah. And what not that's to the say thing. and that's so, the thing like and that's why i said bilal like for the same argument that like, my answer is the same as before like you can grow up around a culture you can become a part of it in the same way like when i go to brazil like I will never try and claim to say that I'm Brazilian or like I know better than Brazilians or whatever. Um, I love, uh, like I love a lot of Brazilian culture, um, but I will never ever forget that I'm not actually from there. And yeah. I, and if someone tells me, actually, no, it's not mm. cool for you to say that or do that, then I will shut that up happens. and listen. Yeah, yeah. And that's how it should be. And like, I'm not going to say like, you know, I'm perfect and I'll always get that right. Like I'm, I expect like somewhere down the line, someone's going to pull me up and say, come on, like, it's not really your place to be talking about this kind of stuff. Mm. That's how it should be. Like So if, do you if,
0: think every time... Then mm. that that the owners, I, guess I said it in inverted commas, gatekeepers, owners, the, yeah, the gatekeepers, gatekeepers of the yeah. culture, yeah, should be the ones having to drag people back and be like, you I'd, can't say this, to, so you can't do this, can't wear that. Or
2: can't that's not that. effective though. That's the thing, because yeah. then people instantly have that defensive nature where they say, but why not? And we see this time and time oh, yeah. again. <laughs> when you say even <laughs> things that should be non-issue, such as saying the N-words, like, we'll be, oh, but it's in the music. How come I can't sing along and silly yeah. stuff like that? So, um, in an ideal world, people will just be aware enough and respectful enough mm. to, if they really embrace a particular culture, to just know when when they're being corrected, know to just like, actually, okay, okay, I don't think I'm wrong in this one. I don't
3: actually think that. See cultural appropriation. I don't think people have any intention to embrace culture. I think again, this reminds me of, all right, um, hair shops that are deemed to be black. Mm-hmm. Who owns them mm-hmm. most of the time? Asians. Yeah, Asians. because they've seen. The food shops, bro. They have seen. New Mountain and Halston. They have seen that there is a profit move They've seen that there's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they have seen that they're able to capitalize on that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean they want to participate in any way, shape or form mm, of true. that business. Do you know what I mean? And the same way you sometimes have these um, like large corporations who, Shia Dapper chocolates in it, bean to bar. But you you've done your study on on, on the cocoa market, right from the beans and the bar. It's like, there's this disconnect between the people who produce the the, the bean mm-hmm. and who makes the most of the profit from the bars. Mm-hmm. Do you know what yes. I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think, Culture appropriation is that like you're looking outside a culture. like at the, You're at the perimeter of a culture, looking out into it and saying, what are the bits I can grab and profit from? And not necessarily in a monetary sense, as I said before. And what can I benefit from it? And what, what can I gain? And what can I do for myself? Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. There isn't an, an element of um, altruism. Mm. In culture okay. appropriation. Yeah. There's an yeah. element there's of there's no respect for the culture. Yeah, and that's no... it, that's it. Because if there was respect, there mm. would be an element of there would be either some element of respect, some element of altruism, some how you do know, you some
0: respectfully like partake in someone else's culture. Do you know what I mean? That's okay, give give you an example, yeah. I've been to Kenya before, mm. um, on like my, my old job sort of an international development sort of thing, and I went and we stayed in like the Masai Mara part of Kenya and there was a part of the trip where we were invited to partake in you know like m- like traditional Maasai, like rituals and mm-hmm. stuff and for me I was kind of like i don't know if I'm about that but only because but this was ex- an expectation and also like a part of the 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 whole experience who yeah.
1: who expected that of you
0: them like okay the and and, that's, and for me yeah, that yeah.
1: that is for me that's the license like if the gatekeepers are saying we want you to do this or we're happy for you to do this then that's like, as much as I've said, it's like, it's not black and white. It's still for me, very simple in that you listen to the gatekeepers Mm. of the culture. Like, it doesn't have to be this thing of, oh, I don't know whether, like, I don't know if that's the right thing to do. Just ask, just say like, is it okay to do this? are you okay with me doing
2: this? But with no? that again, like that's harks back to what Bilal was saying about who is the gate, like who do yeah. you actually ask? Is there's not mm-hmm. like a board of <laughs> do you know what I mean? a board of board. elder Jamaicans that will say like boom, sure, sure. can are I do it? You? do you know what I mean but
1: like okay, let's say that you let's say that you upset some sections of whatever culture that you are trying to uh, like appropriate or appreciate, or however you want mm-hmm. to put it. If you recognise that you've actually upset some people, mm. your response to them being upset to their grievances for me tells everything. Yeah, I agree. I think and so like that's why I'm saying it's like it, again it's not it's not black and white because obviously you can't please everyone. Yeah, but mm. it's 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 about your intention and how you yourself interact with the culture so mm-hmm. that if you upset someone, you can, I like you can either you know be loud and wrong and just continue doing what you want to do and upset people or you can use it as a moment of reflection and say look I respect this culture Um, I'm willing to listen to how I can actually do better tell me where I've gone wrong
3: I don't see the the, when people say I get what you mean when people say it's about intention but that always annoys me because I've said this, I think I might have said this on here before, but one of my favorite quotes is we judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge other people by their actions Mm -hmm. Mm because intentions are internal. We don't, I don't know what, you know, anyone's intention is at any point in time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, Jamie Oliver put out a statement Mm. coming back to joke Rice and Mm -hmm. he heard the backlash, he heard the outcry and he said, oh, you know, I just wanted to I don't know what the quote was, but something along the lines of I just wanted to appreciate the culture and show appreciation. Yeah, and it was like, okay, fine. Something. So this was your intention. Mm. How did you go about?
1: But the thing is, when I say intentions, the reason why I said it's important to see how you respond to people's grievances because your intentions mm. will reflect or your actions will reflect your intentions. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's more than just like oh I wanted to do this and obviously I got misunderstood. No, like show me that you're about it by how you respond to those grievances. Yeah, show me how yeah. you respond to criticism because if you do it in a way that's disrespectful, yeah. then I know you didn't have respect yeah, for someone. No matter yeah, what yeah, you said, your true, intentions were. Yeah, yeah. Someone let's, said let's, the
3: best way of saying sorry, sorry, I just got you up. But someone yeah. said the best way of saying sorry is not saying sorry. It's actually showing change. Actually
2: showing yeah. change. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Now I was gonna say it might be useful just to illustrate what would the discussion like if you just shout some names and say, okay, are they culturally appropriating or not? Ooh, so I'm going to start okay. off here. A bit of bingo, yeah? Cultural you know I mean? appropriation bingo. <laughs> 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 I'd say, I say so let's start with Adele. Because Adele was <laughs> someone that's done, gone very well commercially successfully yeah. with music that is ultimately of black origin. Yeah, And the fact that she's a white woman, of course, has allowed her to go so clear because there's so many yeah. other black female artists equally gifted vocally that better. haven't been, and all better, that haven't. Been um, commercially Mm. successful. Mm. So, yeah, is she a cultural appropriate or not? I, I don't think so. Wait, who did did Adele?
1: I I like Adele. Um, I mean, I'm reserving judgment.
0: I would say no, but then this is this is this is the this is the point. I mean, Mm. like, Mm. why are some people? I and think the way Adele
1: carries herself yeah. for me, like so, like when Stormzy um dropped his album, remember how Stormzy was talking about how loads of people came out and supported him. Yeah, you yeah. know who was one of his biggest supporters. Adele was there yeah, front yeah, yeah. and right, the yeah. center. So, so like support, for me, yeah. like that shows me what her character is like. Mm. And I'm sure if someone said to Adele, look, I don't like what you've done here, I don't think Ad- listeners correct me if I've got this wrong because I don't know if she's been dragged already or whatever. Yeah. but I don't, I don't think that she will turn around and say, look, yeah. I don't care what you have to say. I'm gonna do word, me or whatever. Word, word, but, right? Like, and she's from ends as well. Huh? Just a side note there. She will, she's
2: she's you, from ends as well? Yeah, she's from Tottenham. To you else from Tottenham to Man? You got one. There was Adele. There was. Um, I got one that comes to Bruno mind. Mars. Bruno, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars. I'd say definitely not because yeah. there's arguments in America about it, but he, he pays, pays homage, homage like hundred percent. The New Jack
3: Swing, who was really kind of like doing that, do you know what I mean, in size before before him. Yeah, do I mean?
2: Yeah. He, he
1: consistently pays homage. Yeah. I, I don't have a problem with Bruno Mars. Yeah. People... And the thing is, I never used to like Bruno Mars before. Because remember, he started off very, very poppy. Yeah. I didn't like him back then and mm. I saw him live. Album. And yeah, he, was. he did like a whole James Brown The 24K like, thing. thingy, yeah. Um, and suppose. this was back in 2012. So it was just after he dropped like Grenade and all those really poppy songs. But his set was like really, really Motown inspired. Mm. So it's like, actually, no, this guy's kind of deep. And like, even in that set, like he pays homage to James Brown. He's like, look, like, mm. so for me, Bruno Mars, he passes the... Test, even though, like, I don't know, man. Who am I to say who's inappropriate or not? All right, here's
3: one, Rick Rubin, mm.
1: producer mm. Rick Rubin.
3: Rick Rubin,
2: he's he's a rock
1: star, man. Like, I mean, I, I don't think that collaboration. I, I to be honest, I there's not I don't know loads about Rick Rubin, but I know obviously that he's worked with just just about everyone, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think that his collaboration with black artists. Um makes him inherently inappropriate I don't know what his what his politics is like I don't know how he carries himself I don't know whether he tries to say like you know the music that we make you know when i'm when I'm doing hip hop when I'm producing hip hop like this is you know it's not black music I'm pretty sure that he'd he'd say that this is black music that i'm I'm participating in I don't know i do you guys have a better i don't
3: know I'm just, that's why I'm just asking i don't I, know. I, 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 I have I, heard complaints I, yeah. about Rick yeah, Rubin yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, just, I don't know the guy on a
1: personal level, you know. Like I said, I don't know. His he's quality. a bit of a
2: mystery, as it is in the industry yeah. itself. But like, with with, because just stuff from me and Bilal were talking about earlier about, like, are we cultural appropriators? Yeah. Any? Because I mean, this is off the cuff. Mm-hmm. You're wearing like skate wear, in a sense. Yeah. I don't know if you skate. Do you, you skate? Ski- no, nah, nah, Do nah, you that know what I mean? mean. <laughs> so <laughs> are you are you culturally appropriating the the skating yeah, culture? Yeah, are we appropriating hip hop culture? But the this thing is, when I so when I
1: wear these clothes, right, I won't say like. So I acknowledge the fact that what I wear, like at the moment, skate, like skate brands, like mm. that that is like the basis of streetwear. Just for anybody listening, if you think that like street... Someone made this comment the other day on Twitter and I had to pull them up on it. They were like, oh, um, streetwear is like, literally like at the moment, it's all kind of influenced by black people. And I was like, no, you got to be careful here. Black people are consistently, like they push the envelope and they incorporate these things. But what you're seeing in streetwear right now, all the biggest brands are skate brands um and actually the time when skate brands became really really big there wasn't this um big division between skating being associated with just rock and white people mm-hmm. like skating was counterculture in the same way that hip-hop and rock music works counterculture together yeah, right yeah. it's only really like through like so in the 80s skating hip-hop, Rock music was all counterculture. Punk as well. Like, yeah, com- yeah, But then through the 90s, that's when you start. And then the early noughties, that's when you kind of had this division between like rock being a white person thing and skating being a white person thing and hip hop going the other way because of the way that fashion changed and whatever else. But that's also why I find it really funny that people talk about like um, Linkin Park and Jay-Z and be like, oh yeah, it's when rock and hip-hop first got together and it's like, nah, like Run-DMC and Aerosmith were doing their thing yeah. from way before. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, How I'm going way? off topic. When I wear these... With, like, because 'cause I'm wearing a bay, I'm wearing Vans, I'm wearing Converse. Plug it. Like, all, all, all of them American <laughs> brands, skate, 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 plug brands. it. <laughs> hey, give us a check,
2: baby. <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: know, I know what's Patrick wearing today, you know? <laughs> um but I know that these are skate brands. And if anybody asks me, like at the moment, skatewear mm. is streetwear. I mm. like wearing these, like I don't think it's oh. I don't I don't necessarily think it's the same thing. so one thing yeah?
0: I don't really talk about this that so much But I'm a trustee for a charity It's a very small charity Oh wow And we do it's, it's, it's all about intercultural learning Right And it's actually Like something I do care about in a different way Is people learning about new cultures mm-hmm. yeah. And we look after people who go abroad um, For long periods of time on a trip to, like, be integrated in a culture, have a job or volunteer Mm. or something and actually be there Mm. to learn, Mm. maybe learn a new language, like, put a skill into practice, whatever, Mm. and come back. And it's a two-way process. It was, like, both both hosting and also sending people, you know? So we send people abroad and some people come here. And I sort of am involved in facilitating, of course, the training that happens before people go away Mm -hmm. um, and making sure that what they understand... Is they need to recognize their own privilege. They need to recognize mm. that they are not going there to help people. They are going there to learn for themselves, and mm-hmm. don't don't have this sort of mentality of Saviors. oh, I can te- yeah, the savior complex of like mm. teaching people. Mm. One of the things that I I grapple with is the idea that in the future, will we be at a point where everyone gets that, and it won't? Will it not be cultural appropriation? No will people just be like no. You don't we won't get to that point.
3: No. I don't know. I'm coming from the perspective that I don't have that much faith in humanity because again, it goes back to profit motive. Where can I simply gain an opportunity without having to actually touch um, or respect or acknowledge uh, a culture or consult the gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. And I I think while there is that kind of anti-altruistic motive, there will always be someone looking for some kind of space, to infiltrate everybody's looking for some kind of niche even if that niche is far removed from them but they're able to profit off of it mm. um then that is the case and i'm I'm coming from don't get me wrong i'm coming from a completely pessimistic point of view but at the same time you know? it's, it's historical isn't it you know like, what i mean it's it's, yeah. it's 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 how can i um you know often people it's like people who I have to find the people who run businesses best are people that don't necessarily have a deep love for that, for their business. Or like the best football managers often are the ones who weren't necessarily the greatest of players. Because they're so far removed from what actually needs to, or what can be done in, in a kind of, um, like a pure play way. They can just do, they can do things using a different Mindset in the same way that people can, can someone can come up with a business, someone can come up with some tech business and not be tech minded, but they just have to have the right kind of mindset as yeah. how to actually yeah. look after, you know, PL, P&L balance sheet and all of these things. And the same thing with a culture of appropriation. Somebody just saying, "Raw, what space can I infiltrate that makes me or us as a collective look interesting without actually having to do much research and da, 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 da. So I, I, yeah. I think there'll always be some space for culture. When we, when we go on holiday, um, anywhere but like when people when people when people go on holiday right um and they make no attempt to speak the other language not mm-hmm. even try do you know what i mean mm-hmm. um like i don't i don't know if i call that a sense of cultural appropriation but it's like at least try small small do you know yeah. what i mean and like f- for me this is what like
1: i agree with you the point with on the point of cultural appropriation always kind of it's going to exist But not so much from a kind of profit and um, money making perspective, but also because of the way that people understand cultures being inferior. So, like, Mm. if if to them culture, the value is added to a culture. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. but it's it's more like if they believe right that they inherently add value to a culture because they've recognized it, they've Columbused it. Then that's that is the (laughs) beginning of cultural appropriation Mm. because a culture can exist without someone knowing about it. But mm. suddenly there's value added to it because a certain demographic have, have discovered it. Mm. And that is, for me, that's like the, the seminal moment of cultural appropriation. Yeah. It's like, wow, the fact that I know about this, now that this is important. Yeah. And that's largely why with Vice, like I don't really... like I don't you do not going into them today, you know? Huh? Just like no, because you brought up Vice bro. earlier and it's like this, it's not just Vice, but it's this kind of... Um, it's this kind of um journalism where it's like we've discovered this thing but it's been going on for so long but like it's this is this is even worse now because like i'm this white middle middle class guy in the midst of it and it's just so crazy
2: like mm. okay. but i think at the same time because they know who the audience is yeah, and they're, and they're trying to put you well the people that are going out working for them are essentially playing the role of their of the, of the audience And this is yeah. to me So it's just like
0: I guess it's okay. uh, I guess sorry I just gotta wrap this conversation No, I'm yeah, gonna think, no. Um, I guess sort of What we're talking about here Is you know Like it is a big question Like who Who does own a culture mm. And also like How do you partake In that culture Without causing offence mm. um, I think that You know we, we can all have our opinions On yeah. this and yeah, I'm just. It's nice to hear all of you, you lots. To be honest,
2: mm. I think it boils down to respect,
0: really. Yeah, I think mm. that's the key. Yeah. thing. the yeah. same. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Cool. Well, again, I'm learning. Always, always learning. Um, mm. I think there's so much more that we could talk about with culture appropriation. There's so many other examples, like I if wanted. you had played that game. We could have just played that game forever. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I
1: because yeah. I wanted to. We can't do it now, but I wanted to discuss. Like you know, you asked. Like, can I? Can we be appropriators? Like. I wanted you to ask me more about like culturally like you know because we're like um, children of immigrants yeah. like are we appropriate in the culture of, of our families and whatever Not
0: really. we can't
1: do that now but Let's people see. tweet us you yeah. know tweet hashtag us. OTB chats at us OTB podcast UK if you want to be a bit more formal send us an email it's OTB podcast UK at gmail.com um, but yeah tell us what you think because um, I don't know maybe we can touch on this in another session but um, yeah man let so. oh.